with Mina and Elizabeth. Hello. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien, ¿y tú? Ah, así, así. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, ain't going to be real with you. I'm tired today. No. Okay, okay, My spirits okay. is uh, not as high as they usually are, you know? Mm. At some point, I'll share with the world what it is. But right now, I'm just dying. Mm. But Mina, where can they find us? You can catch us on Instagram or Her and Her Podcast. You can catch us on SoundCloud, Her and Her Podcast. Make sure that you're reposting, sharing, commenting, loving tracks. You can catch us on the iTunes Podcast platform. Make sure that you subscribe on there as well. And um, that'll keep you up to date when we have new content posted. You can also catch us on YouTube, Her and Her Podcast. And last but not least, you can catch us on Facebook at Her and Her Podcast 1. Yeah, so what's going on today? So we're going to have a free-flowing episode today. You know, go with the wind. Mm. What's on your mind, Her and Her, you know? So we're going to talk a little bit about just life in itself, you know, evaluating our lives, focusing on self, What's been motivating us, um, life changes, welcoming new things into our journey, and being okay with just where life is, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I'll let you jump off with uh, where have you been? How's life flowing for you these days? Um, It's just flowing, to be honest. I have had some changes that have happened to me. You know, you kind of have, I don't know, in your 20s, you have this idea of where you're supposed to be. And then you have these plans that sometimes don't come to fruition the way you want them to or you see them in your head. And then you end up adjusting. And then another something and then another something happens and you have to adjust again. And I've just been going through a lot of that cycle, just having an idea of what something is going to be. And then something happening that kind of throws that off and derails my plan, I guess, to say, without saying everything. But, um, and it's a little discouraging, like genuinely is discouraging because you start to feel like, okay, um, is this where I'm supposed to be? Obviously, wherever you are is where you're supposed to be, right? But you start to think like, what decisions am I making that I shouldn't? I, I don't need to make the next time around. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And especially when there's like a repetitive cycle just continuously happening, now you have to step back and really be aware. And I spoke to one of my really good friends, Taylor, and I was just telling her like what was going on. And, you know, she was like, I really think that this time is so like important for you. Um, and I think that, you have to open yourself up to allow God and the universe and the powers that be to reveal things to you. 
you know? So. How did you feel when she said that to you? It was uh, a confirmation because I kind of already felt that energy as in like this time being very important for me to um, get messages and see things in a different light and understand things in a different way. How do you think you was receiving your messages before that's different from this time? Um, like a young 24-year-old, like somebody who was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm listening, but I have my plan. This is what I'm doing. This is what I want. And I think sometimes it's that, you know, spirit of resistance, as we call it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think my resistance was very high. And sometimes when life humbles you, your resistance is down on the floor because you don't have any other choices. That's true. That's real true. You mentioned um, adjusting. When you when you feel like that's what you're doing, does that make you feel empowered or does it make you feel defeated? Adjusting after things have been derailed? Adjusting period in life. You can separate the two if you need to. But. Um, it depends for me. Sometimes adjusting when things have been derailed and I have no choice but to adjust and I can find the beauty in my adjusting makes me feel empowered. But in other situations, when I adjust, sometimes it doesn't make me feel empowered. But when it's like, I can see like, okay, this is totally different from what I did before. Like I didn't adjust at all. I didn't try. I was very resistant. And then I look at myself again and I'm like, okay, you're back in the situation. Now, if you adjust, let's see if the outcome is any different. Like I, and when I make those connections, when I connect the dots for myself and I'm going through something in the midst of something, then I don't know, for me, that's when I feel very empowered. It's a different, it's a different feeling. Were you like, did you feel that in your early twenties? Like any of the things that I'm speaking of? I feel like, um, I, I, I had a lot of, I guess, yes, the answer would be yes. But, um, I had a lot of things that were happening, major things that were happening when I was about your age. And a lot of it was risky things. Like getting married. Getting married, moving to a state I'd never been to, living with the man by myself, uh, not knowing where every dollar was going to come from, Mm -hmm. trusting that this man was going to love, support me, you know, be honest with me, that I wasn't, you know, I I went on a lot of faith. You know what I mean? Like, I left the comfort of my home that I knew that I wouldn't have to leave until I got married if I didn't want to, you know? So it was a lot of things for me, packing up my whole life, going into a van and saying bye, Um, which was at the time made me feel like I did, I did something out of the box because I was never a risk taker. Like I followed the rules. This Mm -hmm. is what you're supposed to do. This is what I did. I wasn't a, um, I I was a girl who was trying to, oh, this was the, this was what was written in the book. I'm trying to follow the book. And um, so I think for me, changes started to happen when I realized that the book no longer had any more rules. Like it had no more things to follow and I had to figure them out. And that's when life started to have a super toll on me because I just knew, you know, if I followed these things, things that the universe was going to give me what I needed. I never thought in my mind I wouldn't have the job of my dreams. I wouldn't live where I wanted to live. I wouldn't have... I didn't think that far, to be honest with you. Marriage and family was like, yeah, it was there. But in my mind, Mm -hmm. the book was where you were career-wise was going to be. And my life flipped. 
like the 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 book was like <clears throat> you you this is what you thought, but this is what I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. And um you don't realize at the time how much of a blessing that is, but um but that you have to write your own book. And that yeah, there's some beginning steps there if you choose to take them, mm-hmm. but they're not they're not for everyone. And even if you follow them, it doesn't mean that it's going to give you a pretty rainbow at the end. Um, and I'm still like at that point in my life trying to figure. And I don't think you ever you ever stop. I think you always are going to try to look for the rainbow, and mm-hmm. and hopefully you find it in the things that you um, you cherish and you love and you put your effort in and. I, you know, you pray that you find the, the rainbow or you develop the rainbow or figure out the rainbow in some way, shape, or form. But um, walking into things not believing that, at the time, believing that, oh, yeah, it's just going to work out. Now I've come to the realization that I can say that, that I can say it is going to work out. Mm-hmm. It is going to be great. I am going to have the rainbow you know, at the time, I felt like somebody else had to give me the rainbow. Mm. You know, at the time, I felt like, you know, you held the rainbow in your hand and I have to work for it because that's what life taught me. Right. Um, and so as I got older and you fall and bust your ass a lot of times and you try a bunch of shit and it don't work and you try it again and you get up again and you try to figure it out and you look a mess and you try not to look a mess. But at the same time, what was the lessons that you learned from that? That at some point in that experience, did you gain a rainbow? Mm -hmm. And I did, you know. So, you know, no, life isn't going to be perfect and you're not going to get everything that you want in the in the in the way in which you Mm -hmm. want it, in the time that you want it. Um, And then the things that you desire and you ask God for and you think they're so far, like you think they're so in the distance and you're ready to gear up and put your suit on and just ready for the battle. And he goes, no, baby, you didn't have to work this hard for this. I'm going to give it to you. You know, and then you're like, oh, okay, well, uh, (laughs) what's next? Like the things you didn't think about, Mm -hmm. the things you didn't think would be scary or fearful or, you know, am I going to lose myself in the midst of these changes? You know, you, so it's like, you're always going to be at a space where you're going to have to adjust. Yeah. Your entire life is an adjustment. Yeah. You wake up, you got to adjust. You thought you was going to do this this morning, you walk downstairs, your tires busted. You you woke up in the morning, your nose is snuffly, stiff, you know, whatever. You feel like you got a cold. Shit, you can't do half the things on your list you want to do because you feel like shit. You, your whole life is adjustment. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I ask you that because always find empowerment in adjustment. Always. It doesn't matter if it's... I'm feeling fucked up today and it didn't go the way I want or I adjusted and I made the alignments and it made all the sense to me because what's the difference between someone getting up and doing it anyway and someone not is feeling empowered, is adjusting because some people just won't do it at all. Like <clears throat> trying to, you know, t- your mother would tell you talking to you is like banging her head on the wall. Like it's, it's that kind of person who just feels like, oh, I keep banging my head on the wall. It's going to change. You know what I mean? They don't have the tools to shift when life forces you to shift. Yeah. See, I've never had that. um, Like, I've never been like, I don't know. Like for me, the adjustment thing is just, I don't, like I told you, I have to, for me in my head, like connecting the dots makes me feel like, okay. So if I tell myself like, listen, this is not happening the way I wanted it to, but I'm just going to like having faith and trusting wherever the, wherever this takes me is where it takes me. I think that kind of helps me to get on with it, you know, to kind of just look at it from, 
whatever happens is going to happen however it's supposed to happen kind of thing. And so that's been like my strength, I think, for me. Yeah, that's a good thing because yeah. some people don't have that. Yeah, so that's, some people that's don't. my tactic. Yeah, some people don't. I mean, I could tell you a time in my life when I didn't, several times, when I could tell you um, right before I moved here. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize how resistant I was to mm-hmm. living far. Like in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to live too far from the city. I don't know what my attachment was. I couldn't describe it to you. Now, when I look back at it, I'm just like, you, what? I think it's just a comfortability. We find comfort in those things sometimes. Yeah, but it, but the, my, but for me, I realized after the fact that it was, it wasn't, it wasn't comfort per se because I really wasn't comfortable there. So it was, it's just change. I was mm-hmm. resistant to change and I was resistant to the beautiful things that could happen on the opposite end. I wasn't looking that far. I was so consumed by what I thought I wanted mm-hmm. versus what would have been best for me. Which is why I understand why we don't plan shit <laughs> for ourselves because we can't think that far ahead. It's like what God, the universe, the spirits, what everybody, like what's planned for you is bigger than our minds can imagine. And we're, we're here. We can't think so far ahead. Even though we think we can dream big and dream as big as our heart desires, what's for us is usually way bigger than that. Our mind can't even cultivate and come up with what, what's really for us. My husband came up with the, uh, we, I used to laugh at him and we used to go back and forth about this. And now I fully am on board with exactly what he meant by this. Because sometimes somebody says something to you and you're just not in a place to receive mm-hmm. it because you're not there yet. Yeah. You don't get it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can get it for the other person, but you just can't get it for yourself. And um, and he always would say to me, babe, I'm not married to nothing but you. I ain't married to this house. I ain't married to this car. I ain't married to this. And I used to be like, mm-mm, like, <laughs> I'm married to this house. Like, I love my house. Like, and started to realize, like, once you start adapt- adopting that mentality to your life, things start to look way more abundant to you. Mm-hmm. You start you stop limiting yourself to where you believe you should be right now versus where the where life can really really take you if you stop marrying yourself to things. I marry myself to this car, I marry myself to this the store I like to go to. I marry myself to this job. I marry myself to whatever it is I do every day or whatever. Once you start to realize like I can your 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 that you being married to those things limits you. And when he said that to me, I was like, man, he's so right. And as things are changing in our lives, like we might not even be living in this country soon. So it's like thinking of things like that, like where your life could really take you. Because maybe you weren't supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. Maybe you were supposed to go through this hard times because really where you're supposed to be is where you're going. And that you were you were patient in the position in which you were in. You are you are open and well and open and inviting to the beautiful things that came into your life. You didn't feel like you didn't deserve them. You didn't feel like you were unworthy. You you sat in that and started to realize that that's a blessing. It's yours. It belongs to you. And don't feel like someone's having pity on you or you're not doing enough or you do everything and you still feel like it's not appreciated. Like you have to start to realize in life that you ain't married to nothing but yourself Mm -hmm. and whatever, whatever another human being blesses you with is a blessing. Wherever you are in life is where you're supposed to be because it's, you're supposed to have that. There's nothing called luck 
wherever you are, whatever you've attained belongs to you, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And once you start thinking, stop thinking to yourself that I don't belong here, I don't deserve this, or I'm unworthy, or I don't belong, or where do I belong, you start to miss it. Because when when they say you really got to calm yourself, that's some true shit. Like, if you got to really fucking stop, like, sit the fuck down, don't do nothing, that's sometimes what that shit really means. So that you can really see yourself. That you can really accept the shit that people say to you, even if it's true or not true. But if you don't really sit down and say, yo, I, I, I'm re- what you got going on? I don't, nothing right now, to be honest with you. Because I'm not in a space or the mentality to be doing anything. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to just spin in circles. So the best thing for me, God told me to do, is to sit down and be patient. And, and that's what I think, like, a lot of time when things don't work out the way you think, like, that's what that is. Sometimes, like, my grandma always jokes, we always joke and say, oh, when you get sick out of nowhere, you get a cold or something, and you're stuck in the house, and all you have, all you can do is rest. Sometimes that was your, that's necessary. It was like God telling you to go sit down. So I think a lot of times in life, we, it's so right what you're saying. Like, you need some downtime. You need some, some, some quiet time. You need to be still. And you have to embrace those moments because that could be a, a connection to the next place where you're going in your life. It could yeah. be very detrimental to, to your health, your, your progress, accepting of your, the acceptance of your blessing, whatever. You, don't, you have no idea. Nope. And that's the thing. So I think my thing is just being more comfortable with flowing. You may call it an adjustment. I call it flowing. You know? Just flowing. Mm-hmm. Whatever words we need to mm-hmm. call it. <laughs> Everybody can, somebody can name that shit butterfly. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's whatever works for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes sense to you. Whatever connects to you. Yep. And, you know, uh, makes you feel whole. Make it make sense. That's all that matters is that you feel whole. Mm-hmm. And that you learn to make yourself, you know, figure out how it, even if you're not whole, whatever helps you to stay whole. You know, because yeah. I don't think, I think you have a foundation per se, and I feel like there's things about who you are that fulfill you, but there's pieces of us that break now and again, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's what are those things that I have to do and say, believe, um, to to be able to pick up the pieces when I don't feel whole, right. you know? And also figure out the ways in which, like, how I, preventative things versus mm. being reactive, you know? And preventative things, they can change over time. What worked before may not work later. Yeah, because you're ever changing. Mm-hmm. We literally change like physically every day. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. But uh, what was our next thing? Oh, we were talking about life detours. I think you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. I like, and what did it mean to you? What does it mean when well, life? I kind of elaborated on that. Um, about that just meaning like you know I think sometimes you have to reevaluate where you're at and I think that it's very important to pay attention to the factors that that came to play when you're having a, a detour because I think all those things matter you have to look around you and be able to identify certain things within yourself certain things around you things within the situation to really understand what it means because i think that's the most important thing like what's that saying if you um you either get the lesson or life is going to continue to teach you over and over and over and and you know i used to be like now yes right we think that some lessons are just blatant (laughs) right so we look at other people's lives and we like 
yo, this shit is black and white. Like, please stop running into that wall. Like, do you want me to just take you from around the wall and show you there's a door right there? Just open the door. You'll be fine. But that's how the people look at you. About the things that you think that you think are so difficult that you can't see mm-hmm. is the same way how you see someone else and feel like how you don't see this. Yeah, because what's simple to one person is, is somebody else's battle. And so I've that is I remember when I used to think the same. Like I'd be like, "What? What are you doing? That shit is. Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. I know that I do that because I'm I'm oldest out of my siblings. So you know I watch them do the same. If I've already done something. And this is where I can understand where parents have frustration. If I've already done something, the exact same thing, and I'm telling you, it's unnecessary for you to do that because I know it's bad and, it's gonna, and this is what's going to happen. You don't need to do it. Take this route. And you do it anyway. I can see why parents bang their head on wall. I can see it, son, because it's unnecessary. You don't really need to do it. Some kids listen. You know, you have some of those kids that just be like, oh, I ain't going over there. I ain't doing that. And some need to feel it for themselves. And some need to feel it for themselves. And then you got to realize that that's when you, I, as an older sister, I really had to learn that. Because I, I saw my brother and sister do this the, shit I ain't never do. That is just, anybody knows you shouldn't do that. And things I did. And I was like, you don't, you don't actually have to go down that route. It's not necessary. Mm-hmm. You actually have way more support than I did. You know what I mean? So, ask for help. You know, but some people just feel like they got all the answers and they know what they're doing. And so you got to leave them alone because in some way, shape or another, I've realized in life, if you don't know how to ask for help, you don't know how to say, tell somebody, I don't know. If you don't know how to, 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 um, you know, those two things, you don't know how to raise your hand off for help. And you don't know how to tell somebody, I don't know. You're in a rude awakening for this life. I think that was one of my like most valuable lessons that I've had to learn throughout life itself. Like just period life in general, um, would be, not having to be the person that always has it together because I feel like for so long I was like I was raised that way like the women in my family you you can have moments at home where you break down but when you go out into the world you have to be strong you have to have it together you can't let people know you hurting for nothing you can't and I really like adopted that way of life and so for so long like I had to teach my I had to unlearn those things which made me like realize like okay it's okay to ask for help it's okay to say I need help and I still struggle with it I still still something that I have to daily talk to myself and say it's okay like if you need help you ask for help you don't always have to have it together because in turn you make mistakes that you probably didn't have to make if you would have just told someone and then you you end up learning lessons that's hard and unnecessary. And unnecessary because somebody around you could have been like, even if you don't take their exact advice, but they gave you an idea, they planted a seed in your in your mind when you told them of your issue, of your concern, whatever. If they planted a seed, that seed could have taken you so much further than you just falling on your face. Yep. But, I, you know, <clears throat> it's one of those double-edged swords because it's like, you know, in that, in that sense, though, you learned a lesson. Mm-hmm. You learn lessons and you figure it out and you know next time yeah that mm, that wasn't it let me not do that again you know so it depends some people oh nope she told me that's wrong i ain't doing it okay Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go this way and that's their lesson and some people actually have to fall on their face to figure it out i actually believe that there's some people in life who really have to go that route or they'll just never learn Mm. they're just never ever ever going to get it 
So I don't think everybody needs saving. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you are at that in that space or can understand and be aware in mm-hmm. that way, then it will benefit you some way, shape, or form. But I feel like some people just have to, you have to get burned. Mm-hmm. Some people just have to, to be able to really elevate. Mm. It's sad in some ways, it but. Is, but it's life. <laughs> sure is. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I I made mistakes and looked and I was like, what? girl, are you stupid? Are you stupid? Why did you do that? Mm-hmm. And I never did it again. See, I was never a girl who kept doing something like, oh, you did it. Oh, you got to do it again. Oh, you Nah. See, I, I could fall on my face once and I'm not falling on my face again. I figured it out. Like, I'm not I'm not going to be the kid who like, I told you, you don't take that piece of candy. It don't da 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 da. Oh, I'm going to take it again. She not going to see me. I'm going to. Never was that girl. Never. See, for me, in life lessons, some of them I repeat. Not a lot of them, but some of them I do. Um, But in love lessons, oh, I repeat love lessons. (laughs) I'm remedial fucking love lessons every fucking season. Yeah, because love plays on your ego. Mm -hmm. So until you rid your ego, Mm -hmm. you're going to keep doing the same shit over and over and over again. The next season, I got you. <laughs> over and over again. And then <laughs> then you think, oh, okay, I'm good. I, I feel like I rid myself of my ego. I'm doing well. Look at me. I know how to ignore shit or whatever and walk away, you know, communicate like an adult. <laughs> and the next thing you know, somebody says something. And the evil bitch just comes out. You don't know where that bitch been. you like, I thought I put you away. <laughs> and nope. She came to say hi that day. She wasn't feeling it. She didn't have it together. Done. So, I, I I feel like you just have to. Sometimes you have to have. You have to say I'm sorry. You're never ever going to be a perfect human being, a perfect individual. You never. I I I was not so nice the other day to my husband a couple weeks ago. I just wasn't. Usually, I have a lot of patience for him. He's a very repetitive man. All right, so he'll ask you the same thing over and over again. Now, I know majority of the time, 90% of the time, he asks me something over and over again is to remind himself. He has to say it out loud. But after almost 20 years, some someday you're going to have one day that you're just like, didn't I tell you that yesterday? Mm. <laughs> because I'm just not, I, I'm, I'm human. And I'm not going it, to, it, it takes a lot for you to have to say something five, six, seven, eight times to an adult. But you learn to have patience because you know, oh, he's not really saying that because he don't remember. He's saying it because that's a way he tricks his mind <laughs> to remember. Mm-hmm. So once you look at it like that, you're like, oh, okay. You you, you find patience. Mm-hmm. You find patience and you're fine. But I, I'm not perfect. And so I had to say, I apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean to um I didn't mean to uh dismiss you in that way. I apologize. And you move on. Good job. And you you Watch whatever TV show he's watching and you keep it moving. But see, that's that's my point. Like, you have to be able to be aware enough to catch yourself. Mm-hmm. Even when you know, like, that person should know I don't mean nothing. No, no, that person doesn't know that. You know, I never operate like that. In one relationship I have, but that was an idiot. But um, I normally, like, I always feel like I have to say something. I told my friend Taylor that yesterday because we, when I text, you know, I don't always respond in the fastest uh, mm-hmm. 
time span but she was like no it's okay i understand how you text and i was like no i still have to i still have to say this because at the end of the day you don't want anyone to ever feel like you've taken advantage of the fact that they understand who you are and how you function sometimes you still need to say oh my bad you know what i mean i'm sorry you still have to be respectful of things people's Mm -hmm. time i don't care how long you've known that Mm -hmm. person and how much they know about you and how you operate yep absolutely because it also creates a very good energy field. It, mm-hmm. it, it creates a good space continuously. It always reminds the other person that I'm not taking you for granted. Yeah, I'm considering you. I, I, you know what I mean? I'm always thinking of your feelings. I'm caring for you. Now, of course, you know, after a person keeps doing something over and over and over and over and over and over and over, girl, and they apologize, 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 some part of you is going to say... Uh, yeah, okay. And you're going to be over it. Right. But depending on the relationship that you have with that person, you start to have a different level of patience, a different level of understanding. You know, you start to group certain characteristics about a person and then you keep it, and then you're able to deal with it better, right? Yeah. You don't take it personally because you realize it's not about you. You know what I mean? It's just how that person functions. You know? Definitely. But you're I do agree. Yes, ma'am. Um, so what are some things that you have done lately to uh motivate yourself? <clears throat> okay. So some of the things that I've done lately um are I would say my number one thing is time management. So like if I have downtime, assessing the time that I have and what can I do that it will help push me forward either mentally so that could be me like scheduling my meditation which I've been doing or scheduling time to just work on my breathing or work on my plans for the week things that push me forward setting my my because I have a list of goals that I've made now and so just working on things that kind of contribute to that list of goals like that's what I've been doing to kind of motivate myself and still telling myself like whatever my end goal was before that is still my end goal but now I have to find other things that can just make my path a little bit stronger my journey a little bit stronger you know so those are things that I've been doing nothing like really specific but just kind of share one of the things that you've actually like are going to help you get to that place um okay so as far as my um career in the medical field being a cardiovascular sonographer I uh, elected to go and do some volunteer hours and take a CPR course so those things right now are the two things that I'm doing which will then make my resume very strong when I actually go to do my clinicals and actually apply for a job as a sonographer love it yeah just being proactive application Yeah. yeah You know, being very proactive. Absolutely. Did you find an internship? No, but I have applied for several. So. Oh, you did fine. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, that's not meant. No, I have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's beautiful. Those are two I things. Yeah. Sounds amazing. You know, pushing yourself forward. I think that's the the thing. You just, whenever things change and it's it turns out a different way than you thought it was going to, you have to stay proactive and stay motivated. Give yourself a little downtime, I guess, if you want to be a little upset about it, but. Don't stay there. You know what I've learned recently? Share. I've learned recently that when you feel really shitty Mm -hmm. and no one understands on the face of this planet, 
And sometimes just pushing yourself just a little bit makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It really does. I totally agree. And it could be something simple, real simple. I've also learned that it's okay, like, you ever found yourself to be, like, okay, you formulated this regimen, right? And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I wake up, I meditate, <clears throat> I do this, I do my, um, I read my mantras, I'm, I have a book I'm dedicating to, I start to read that. You're just really delving into yourself. You feel really good about it. You're dedicating the time. I mean, you're really putting forth the effort. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the shit just takes a nosedive. And you're like, what happened? Like, what happened? Like, what all of a sudden? And then you, you say you figure it out. Say, so like, okay, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. This is what changed in my life. And so I have to, like, get back on the bandwagon, mm-hmm. right? And I've realized that even in that midst of, like, trying to reestablish yourself, like, I think we need to start being more forgiving for the up and down. Mm-hmm. Like, so what if I'm not doing that well right now with that? So what? Mm-hmm. So what? Who cares? Like, you 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 know what you need to do and you know you're going to get back on it because you've done it several times, right? Mm-hmm. And it's okay. You know what you need to do. You have the tools. See, it's not like you're not you're missing the tools now. You have the mm-hmm. tools. And so I realized that we do a lot of if we spent less time beating up on ourselves and more time actually speaking wonderful, beautiful things to our spirit, regardless if we're doing it in a regimen factor or not, mm-hmm. is way more powerful sometimes than trying to keep yourself, if you do this, this, and this, then you're a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, but being okay with where you are and making the necessary changes, but not beating yourself up in the midst of it. Like Mm -hmm. you're not going to be perfect every time. There's no one who, and I'm not going to, let me not say no one. Let me not say no. There's someone who gets up every morning has been doing it for 40 years and meditates. Yes. But there's also people who've been doing it for four years and meditates here, forgets on this day and doesn't make them any less of a person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just have to realize like, well, I've realized that, you have to do less beating up on yourself and being okay with the up and down journey. Being okay with stop worrying about, because I think sometimes we worry about what we have to say, you know, and who's looking and who's paying attention and who's this and who's that and living up to some form or fashion of whatever it may be. But... Yeah, I, I, I've realized that even when you feel shitty, hmm. just do something really small for yourself. It could change it change your whole being. Yeah. And don't look for something external. Look for something internal to change how you feel. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean it doesn't mean like if you go to the store that's external. No, you went to the store by yourself to spend time with yourself to do something for yourself, that's fine. You know, but um, whatever it may be, you know, lighting a candle, just sitting, staring into space, you know, taking a warm shower, whatever it may be. Um, but just being more conscious of being good to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think we're real good at being negative, running ourselves down, telling ourselves we aren't good enough, 
you know, feel like we're not doing enough when we're probably doing more than the average. Yeah. And sometimes you have to know that what you can take, what you can handle, not what it looks like everybody else can. So our last one is focusing on self, hashtag no dating. And since you're the dating one. Mm. <laughs> I'm not dating right now. I know. But what's your whole like reason for that? Um, my reason for not dating is that I just feel as though I have a lot of different areas in my own life and within myself that need a lot of extra love, time and attention and in my past dating experiences, I've just given too much energy to things and people that uh, fade within the wind and are not committed to a commitment. <laughs> so with that being said, I, I need to give my time and my energy and my love and all that I have to myself right now because that's who needs it most and that's who appreciates it most and that's who is important. Oh. I tell you all the time, when my husband came in my life, I was not looking for him. No way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Like, when I tell you I wasn't looking for nothing, I wasn't looking for nothing. And some people think that that is a crock of shit. Like, they really <clears throat> think that. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. But think about it in life, though. When you search, 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 for something, even anything. You remember that time you had lost your glasses and you was like, I can't find these glasses. I don't know where to, and you stop looking for them. And they pop up. No, it's true. I was reading this lady. She's like, um, I don't know. She's like a Reiki lady or whatever. And she was saying like, when there is, uh, basically like when you don't have a desire to like want for something or longing for something, it finds its way to you more freely and more like easily. But when you're constantly like stressing and you're dwelling and you're in, on it and you're thinking about it all day long and you're longing for it, it's like it's not an inviting energy. Yep. So and you it, don't think that, right? Mm-hmm. You think I'm going to call it to me. Right. Yeah, you would no. think the opposite. You think if I <laughs> pray about it, I meditate on mm-hmm. it, I'm calling all my ancestors on I'm about to, right. baby, it's going to land in my lap. But no. Because no, sometimes, I mean, there is a way to do it. But I guarantee you that's that not we're not doing it. Yeah, not, not doing it right. We're just obsessing at over all. It. We're not manifesting it. Nah, just obsessing. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. You're not calling no beautiful energy any way, shape, or form in regards to anything. Just that everything. Thing, everything. That, thing, that, thing is, that thing's just running in the opposite direction. It saw you and ran, son. Said no, thank you. No, thank you. This is too anxiety ridden for me. I can't I'm do it. Done. I can't be in this space. I am done. Mm-mm-mm. Well, well, folks. I hope you enjoyed what was on her and hers mind. Yeah. Where can they find us, Mayna? Find us on Instagram, her and her podcast, SoundCloud, her and her podcast. Make sure that you like, repost, and share on there. You can catch us on the iTunes podcast platform, her and her podcast. Make sure that you do subscribe on there. You can catch us on YouTube, her and her podcast, and you can also catch us on Facebook at her and her podcast one. Boom. Well, love you guys. Love you, and we're out. Bye.